Welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela, founder of PBC, and as always, I'm joined by Sarah, chapter leader of our Houston chapter and founder of Audible Feast. Today, we'll discuss the podcast listening list on conspiracy. Podcast Brunch Club members worldwide listen to and discuss the list, and you are always welcome to join them. Go to podcastbrunchclub.com to learn how. Yep. And this month's list included some truly fascinating episodes. We had episodes from The Ant Hill, from Through Line, Future Hindsight, Wind of Change, and Rabbit Hole. Yeah, so you can find the entire playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash conspiracy. And Sarah, what were your takeaways? Well, I loved this listening list this month. Um, so it was a big two thumbs up for me. Um, I, I guess... You know, we've said this before. I feel like sometimes when I'm not sure what the listening list is really going to be about, those are the best ones because I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't think this was the direction it was going to go. And then, you know, I I never thought of conspiracy in this way or whatever. Um, I know that you put this playlist together and I think you did a great job. Uh, I didn't know that before I (laughs) before I uh, before we just talked before this. Um, But I was thinking I thought that the the episodes were put together very thoughtfully like I felt really appreciative that at least a couple of the episodes talked about what's conspiracy versus conspiracy theory and how I really liked the the various I think again more than one of them hit on this point that there that conspiracy is sometimes true like there there are conspiracies right. like it's not like a conspiracy is not a wackadoodle like thing. It's there are conspiracies to do things and mm-hmm. um, or to, you know, achieve some kind of goal. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was really great to kind of have this historical perspective and this education piece about conspiracy, especially about conspiracy in the United States and kind of how some of those um, thought processes and philosophies kind of even defined the U.S. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing that was a conscious choice on your <laughs> part. Um, you know, it's always building a playlist is a lot harder than people think. Sometimes like you think you're going to, you know, come, I'm going to include an episode about this and I'm going to include an episode about that. And then you have a really hard time finding exactly the right, the right episodes. Um, I did this one it was sort of like, yes, I put I put it together, but it was I like to call it community curated because I did put a call out on the Facebook group mm-hmm. uh, to ask for recommendations. And I listened to a lot of the recommendations and tried to piece together, piece it together the best I could. I wanted to include, you know, because we have so many chapters all over the world, I can't, you know, the through line one was a little tough and the future hindsight one was a little tough because they were very focused on the United States, mm-hmm. you know, and we have so many chapters in other countries that I don't want, you know, I, I need to be very conscious of how the playlists are built. So I, I, I found the Ant Hill podcast and listened to all five of the episodes in that mini series. Cause that was part three of a mini series about conspiracies. So that, I would highly recommend that entire series, actually, if you liked mm-hmm. that episode. It it goes into the past, the present, the future, the psychology of of conspiracy theories, and it's and it's very well researched. So, yeah, I uh, and then I also wanted to include some fun ones, you know, some ones that were like 
about theories. So that's why like Wind of Change was in there. And then even Rabbit Hole, which wasn't so much fun, but um, Rabbit Hole was a little bit more about like, let's watch the process happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's see how this, how do people even come to believe in conspiracy theories? Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, somebody, I went to the virtual chapter meeting last weekend and somebody was saying that they remember hearing the statistic and I don't remember if it was in one of these episodes or not that 51% of people believe a conspiracy. And I don't know if that's in the United States or whatever. And actually after having the discussion about conspiracies, I'm surprised it's not higher Mm. than 51%. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting because we had our, um, PBC Houston chapter meetup this weekend as well. Um, And it was the first one that we had had since all of this craziness began. And it was, first of all, shout out to my Houston friends. It was really nice to see everybody. And it was nice. Like, I haven't been to one of the overall virtual meetings either. um, But it was really nice to see the people that no, you know, some of the regulars, right? Some of the people you've, you've have seen many times and just connect still in that way. Just, it's just, it's truly, it's like having that nice human connection, somebody that you don't live with and somebody you don't work with. It's just great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so shout out to them. I was really happy to see them, but, um, we actually, we talked about that one question on the playlist, like, does, do you believe in any conspiracies or have you, you know, has this changed your view on, you know, believing in any conspiracies? And everybody was kind of like, no, we don't believe in any. And so that's funny that you're saying, like, you would think maybe after listening, there are more people that do believe in different conspiracy or conspiracy theories. Well, I think there's obviously a very negative connotation to like, Mm -hmm. I believe in a conspiracy theory. And so people just don't, they don't think it's a conspiracy theory. They just think of it as truth, right? Like, I I think that in their own head, they probably don't even define it as a conspiracy theory. Like, like some people might define, you know, the election of Donald Trump as Mm -hmm. like there was a conspiracy there. And I bet a lot of people would believe that, but they wouldn't define it as a conspiracy Conspiracy. theory. They just define it. Or, yeah, right. So they define it as truth. So, like, I think that there's just, like, a fundamental problem in even asking people the question, right? Yeah. Because of just the nature of what a conspiracy and conspiracy theory is. Mm-hmm. And also just the connotation that comes along with it. Like, you don't want to be seen as, like, this lunatic who mm-hmm. who believes these crazy things like Elvis is alive, right? But, like, there yeah. are some – and, like, I think we need to say from the outset that a conspiracy – is not necessarily false or a conspiracy right. theory is not necessarily false. Mm-hmm. There are many, many, many conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. True. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, speaking of wind of change, you know, mm-hmm. which we both liked and we, we've mm-hmm. talked about, we talked about last month. Um, I think the way that podcast kind of ended up in the end too, it's still, I mean, we don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I still think you could believe one way or the other. Like you could believe that this there is a conspiracy there or you could believe that there's not. And, you know, so it, it totally could be true. So maybe I'll change my vote before when I was saying I didn't believe in any conspiracies <laughs> that maybe I I might I could give credence to the, the wind of change theory. Um, I thought. That yeah, was interesting. I mean, you just, you just never know. Like and that's the point is like. 
um, some things that people just take as like hard truth, others yeah. would define as a conspiracy or a conspiracy, yeah. sorry, a conspiracy theory. And, you know, to me, a conspiracy is just like two or more people colluding to, you know, do something and undermine something. Some, you know, I think we talked about it in the virtual chapters, like for nefarious purposes, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of sidestep the public process. Yeah. And yeah, like a coup, so- like the, a coup is the thing that kept coming up in my mind over and over. And that obviously happens. And, and, and you, like you said, typically it's a for nefarious purposes, but sometimes maybe it's not, you know, there mm-hmm. could be a, a conspiracy to remove a dictator or something, a, a coup to uh, remove someone in power that really like that's the better thing for society. So mm-hmm. uh, also, I, I think, you know, we should say that a conspiracy doesn't always lead to a negative outcome either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably the <laughs> probably in history of things that have been proven true. Probably it seems like there are more things that turned out to have a, you know, some kind of nefarious like aspect to them. But um, yeah, that that the concept of like a coup is the kept, thing that kept coming up in my mind as I was listening to the different guests and on the shows talking about the history. It's like, you know, if that's the ultimate, right, it's like overthrowing a government. Mm-hmm. And that requires a conspiracy, you know, right. not a theory, but an actual conspiracy. Two people, right. two or more people have to collude and agree to do this thing outside of sort of what the normal mode of operation would be to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you know. think about we you know, we're, we're talking about truth a little bit and about, you know, how people just believe something because they hear it. What did you think about the episode about the new conspiracism from future hindsight? Uh, did that leave any uh, lasting yeah. impact on you or anything? Yeah, I, you know, that one was. So, so I'll say that the other episodes kind of made me feel better about what's going on right now, because I was (laughs) like, oh, it's just kind of the way it's always been. It's like conspiracy theories and people doing crazy things and saying crazy things. And it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. Um, But except that maybe we have the Internet that makes it easier to spread that kind of stuff. The thing that scares me a little bit about the future hindsight episode is that it's like she her argument is that like this is a completely new mm. phenomenon in that she's saying at least the way that I understood it that it's it's not about the theory anymore. It's just about a statement of fact that is based on like a conspiracy theory but just stating it with no evidence or even like reason why they they either think it's true or why it would have been like necessary. Um, and, you know, this one was it was very, very clear sort of where the political leanings of the, both the guest and the host are. So, um, you know, I, I try to even though I, I tend to agree with most of the you know, I, I'm liberal and but I still try to listen with a like it's impossible to be 100 percent unbiased right but um i tried to like kind of take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. right but she was talking about the inauguration mm-hmm. of donald trump and how you know he just stated like outright that they're you know i the biggest crowds ever whatever blah 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 like why 
it's like a statement with no underlying reason of why you would even want to lie about that when it's completely it's like there's first of all there's no way to back it up there's no evidence and like it's so easily um uncovered as a outright lie that it just seems sort of like silly Mm -hmm. and so that's her point is that like it's like this conspiracism it's not like based on any theory it's just statements of fact that sort of just throw everything into chaos Mm -hmm. and disarray Mm -hmm. and she kept using the word disorientation you know like it was all about just disorienting people and that's scary that's what gets me super scared because then you there you can see where people like regular people who are just living regular everyday lives and have other stuff going on they don't want to spend all of their time like trying to suss out what's true and what's not true yes are just going to stop believing anything yes you know i i honestly i thought this was the one episode out of the list that i have been telling people about um i really like the list overall but this is the one where and i think I just think it was really compelling audio. I think it was put together really well. Um, I think it was really fascinating to have this kind of more futuristic view of what what might conspiracism be in the future. And yeah, it's based on something that's happening right now, something that's been happening in the U.S. locally over the last four years. So yeah, it's kind of isolated. I don't think you can necessarily extrapolate that and say this is a, a new whatever, a new philosophy, a new theory. But I think because we live here and we see it, like it was so, so like, um, I don't know what the word is, but just kind of uh, smacked me in the face kind of to say, oh, yeah, this leader literally lies about everything. And you're right. It's because people become it's this chaos and this disorientation. People don't have the time to think about or, you know, to spend thinking about critically, is this true and should I believe this? And and then you get this, you know, um, confirmation bias from people that are around you or or our leader of this country. I will say that with a lowercase L, not capital L. (laughs) Um, I can't even call him president. Um, Will (laughs) will um, give you that you know, continue to confirm and say, no, it's true. The inauguration was the biggest one we've ever had. And then like you just start to like you get that over and over and you're like, and you start to like doubt your own sanity too. It's like, wait a second. He is so convinced by this. And you just like are looking at the photos and you're like, am I nuts? Like, what am I not seeing? And then you start just you just you're like, this is so stupid. I'm just going to give up altogether. And then, so that's sort of why the attack on the media is also so scary, mm-hmm. because the that's exactly what the media's job is, is to kind of like figure out what's true, figure out what's not true and tell us, right? And and so it's like this two-pronged attack where he, you know, like there's disarray and disorientation and then an attack on the groups that are meant to suss everything out and reorient the public. So it it is quite scary. And that one is the one that sort of like, I really enjoyed it, but I was like, Oh God, (laughs) I don't, you almost don't want to listen to more. You're like, Oh, I don't like this. Well, you know, I'd rather sort of stick my head in the sand. This, this one really, I, 
we I was we were so lucky in our local chapter. We had a, a professor of psychology and social psychology come to our meeting. It was like the perfect person to come. And he talked to yeah. us about um, this concept of motivated reasoning. And I want to like read a quick little paragraph. It's from Psychology Ticket Today about what motivated reasoning is. And it t- ties so into what we're talking about. So it says, um, um, to maintain positive self-regard, people unwittingly discount unflattering or troubling information that contradicts their self-image. Individuals engage in motivated reasoning as a way to avoid or lessen cognitive dissonance, which is the mental discomfort people experience when confronted by contradictory information, especially on matters that directly relate to their comfort, happiness, and mental health. Rather than re-examining a contradiction, it's much easier to dismiss it. So it's like this is exa- it's like this is so innate. It's human. It's like we're like it's it takes so much effort. It's like really difficult mm-hmm. to like question and say should I be believing this? And you're right. Then it's like leads to this self-doubt thing like wait Am I is my you know, initial like yeah. instinct wrong? And questioning your own instinct is, feels terrible. <laughs> and then I feel like there's this other element of like over time, of just like exhaustion mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that could also explain why like as we age, we're just like more and more set in our beliefs and our ways because we're just so freaking tired of like questioning everything. And you know we're just like whatever. I believe what I believe. It doesn't even matter anymore. And that's it, you know, because I can't. If this was the status quo, I I could easily see myself getting so tired, you know, just exhausted of it. So it is quite scary. And I think you also mentioned to me before, and I want to hear what he had to say, um, the same professor about doomsday. Oh, prepping yes. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. We, well, that I didn't even think about that before. Um, but he, he, you know, this, uh, Adam, he brought up that, you know, there are a lot of similarities, like, and I guess there's studies and everything that prove this, that there, People, a lot of people, there's similarities between people who are doomsday preppers and people that believe in conspiracy theories and that there are a lot of conspiracies out there. Um, so I, again, when he said that, I was just like, huh? And then I thought, well, I guess it kind of makes sense. So what do you think about that? Well, so I sort of went on this crazy rampage, not rampage, but like uh, during the, <laughs> our virtual meeting where I feel like everybody probably thought, so I apologize to anybody out there who was at that meeting and heard me like... <laughs> turn into a complete lunatic. Um, I have been so okay. Have you heard of the podcast? It could happen here? No. Okay. Uh, It's called it's called it could happen here. It's um, it was done in 2019. And the whole idea the whole whole premise behind this podcast is that it is the civil war a civil war could happen here in the United States. Oh, I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah, and I've sort of avoided it like the plague for a long time <laughs> because I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going there in my head. Like, I just don't, I can't. And then I decided to listen because, like, it just feels scarier and scarier to me with mm-hmm, the pandemic mm-hmm. and the waves and, and then the protests and, the, and, and, and then the election coming up. Like, all of it just seems to be, like, really, like, just happening in a very short period of time. And I just don't. I don't know how this is all going to roll out. mm -hmm. So I stupidly decided to listen. It's excellent. It's excellently (laughs) done. 
it's very well researched. But after three episodes, I had to be like, that's it. Nope, I'm not listening anymore. Because honestly, it Too made real. me want to start like stockpile yeah. food and like get a, a like a gun license mm-hmm. because I was like, he was like, okay, so this is how it would happen if it was started by the right. You know, and this is how it would happen if it was started by the left. And he had this thing. He did it in like, I think the episode I listened to that um, talked about this was done in February of 2019. And he he was like, okay, so this is what happens. Uh, There are protests in the street. It doesn't really matter why. Mm. There are just like something sparks protests. Mm -hmm. There are protests in the streets and it it spreads nationwide and federal troops are are um, deployed and for the most part, it's it's calm. But then, you know, one of the, you know, one of the troops opens fire and kills blah, blah, blah. You know, like he he basically said exactly what happened in many places. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And he's and he he wrote this and or he he, he recorded it in 2019. Hmm. Ugh. early 2019 so I was kind of like oh god this is getting super creepy and I had to stop so I didn't listen to all of it I listened to three and stopped but then I started like doomsday prepping sort of <laughs> like in my head I didn't I didn't actually go out and apply for a gun license I didn't actually go out and start stockpiling food but I started thinking about it like kind of like in a semi-serious way where I was like yeah maybe it's not a bad idea to be you know prepared safe yeah. yeah, somewhat prepared. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. So, I don't know. I don't know if that means that I then believe in conspiracy theories because then actually everybody started going, "Oh, so you believe in a conspiracy theory?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. Is that a conspiracy theory? I, I there's nobody conspiring to like start a civil war here. It's just like what, like it's like a turn of events, mm-hmm. um, that would happen because of sort of like." history and politics and and social strife and all mm-hmm. of the things that cause that kind of thing it's not necessarily i think like two people are you know meeting in some secret room and being like okay you ready to start the civil war you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah so i don't know it's just incredibly frightening so i i recommend it but don't recommend it it's like <laughs> one of those weird ones where i'm like you have to you have to be strong you guys will have to you'll have to let us know if anybody out there is listening to it also yeah so let's um let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about podcast recommendations hey podcast brunch club we'd like to tell you about our new podcast on cbd and cannabis it's called how to do the pot and it's here to answer women's secretly googled questions about weed Think of it as a modern woman's guide to legal cannabis. Listen as women share personal stories of how cannabis improved their health and well-being, and medical doctors break down the science to explain why. No matter your experience, getting to your best cannabis outcome is possible with the right guide. How to Do the Pod is here to be yours and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, we're back. Uh, Sarah, what podcast recommendations do you have for us this month? So I just have one recommendation this month, and it is In Good Company, and it is from Shannon Kaysen. Um, So a lot of listeners probably recognize him from some other stuff he's done. He's been on This American Life in different um, segments, and he has his his show that's just like him kind of pontificating and stuff, which is um, 
homemade stories with Shannon Kaysen. And then he's had some other shows as well, like some other forays into, in you know, independent podcasting. So uh, it's from Detroit, and I believe that's where he lives. And he goes out and interviews people who have either started a business in Detroit or who have like a couple of them have been people who have inherited a business from their family. Um, so just people like trying to make a small business work in Detroit. And, um, you know, Detroit's kind of just like the backdrop. It really could be you could do this in other cities. But I just, you know, I don't have a ton to say about it other than I pretty much like everything he does. Like, I feel like I want to nominate him for mm-hmm. my my podcast Brunch Club Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just think he is just an excellent storyteller the way he the 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 cadence and the the measured way that he speaks when telling stories is super captivating to me and you know these stories are they're not about him you know they're about the people that are trying to make it in these small businesses um but he he like adds something to the story you know instead of i think a lot of interviewers end up taking something away i just really like his kind of like somewhat informal style like he's like talking to them like hey we're friends you know and so you feel like then you're listening to a couple of friends talk about their business but it's not in like a bro way you know like um (laughs) no offense to the bro podcasts out there but (laughs) you know it's not in that like oh tell me about the 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 three characteristics that you had that made you successful and you know what's your social media strategy whatever no it's like Mm. so how does this work with your family like or you know is it weird to have inherited a a business from your parents or whatever like that's awesome like that's really the questions i want to know the answers to i don't care yeah. about somebody's you know personal you know philosophy about what made them successful like it's no i just like i like the story it's really totally like lifestyle society and culture totally what exactly that Mm -hmm. that niche of uh podcasting is and i don't know i just i like it so that's my suggestion yeah he um he is a multi winner of the moth yeah story slams i i'm i you know i i know i've heard many of his stories on the moth um he also lived in chicago for a long time and then moved back to detroit and yeah, he's great. Actually, the way that you're describing that podcast sounds a little bit like in the blocks. Uh, out of the blocks. Out of the blocks. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, a real lo- hyper local, like, hey, how are you like, how are you doing? Like, what what's your how hyper local? Like, um, what's what's the relation to the neighborhood that you're in? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like it's kind of like out of the blocks, but making it a little bit more about a business. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's good. cool. That yeah. sounds that sounds really good. I just listened to an out of the blocks episode yesterday about um, businesses, actually about small businesses and some some, some like area that they're gentrifying. So mm-hmm. they're like all of these small vendors are having to close up shop mm-hmm. because they're going to tear this bu- big building down and rebuild it. So, um, yeah, I can appreciate a good interviewer and I can see how Shannon Kaysen would be a good just a good, you know, type of person to you know, have a real conversation. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. do you, what do you recommend for us this month? Yeah. So my, my recommendation is a little bit abnormal for me. It's a little out of my wheelhouse because it's sort of true crime. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast know that I'm not usually one to like true crime, 
But it's called Somebody, and it's set in Chicago, which is where I live, where I'm from. And it's done by a mother of a young man who was um, shot and then died, essentially, outside of a Chicago police department. And uh, there's a whole backstory and, and, and an investigation, but like the Chicago Police Department, unsurprisingly, did a terrible job of investigating what happened to this this poor young man. And this woman is just like this fierce, fierce mother who is like, uh-uh, I am going to find out what happened to my son. And so she basically goes on this investigation to try to figure out what happened with her son and how he was shot and um, she talk, you know, she talks to people that the police never even talked to, and uh, she really sort of, um, I wouldn't say solves the crime, but gets a little bit more clarity into like what happened. And it's really well done. And this woman is just like, she's wonderful. She's like a fierce mama who you just like, mm-hmm. I want her on my side, mm-hmm. you know. So um, yeah, I would recommend that. That's awesome. I will check it out. Yeah. So we also got a few recommendations from the PBC community, and we'll check them out now. Hi, this is Brian from Austin, Texas. My new favorite podcast is The Darkest Timeline, podcast from Dr. Ken Jong and Joel McHale from Community. It's a spinoff from the Community TV show, uh, they talk about community and coronavirus because Ken Jong, comedian and actor, is also a physician. And Joel McHale, if you know him from The Soup, um, they're both very funny. They get along really well. They talk about community and the coronavirus. I love it. They have guests from the show. It's amazing. They're hilarious. And they talk about uh, coronavirus and the show. All right. Welcome, welcome to Emily's Recommendations. I'm Emily. I'm coming to you from New York right now, and I wanted to recommend a couple of things. So I'm going to recommend based on category first, because I think it's easier to do it that way. Uh, My personal favorite type of podcast is audio drama, so I tend to know a lot more about audio dramas than uh, your average gal. So there's a brand, there's a couple of brand spanking new ones that are pretty good, and I definitely recommend them. And uh, the first one is Fairy. It's uh, Minnow Beats Whale and American Public Radio. So if you guys liked Black Tapes and Tannis, that's the same production company, and it's pretty formulaic to what they normally do, so you'll feel right at home listening to that one. What it's about, it's about fairies and them being tracked down by, like, this suspicious men in black type of organization. Um, there's also another audio drama called Baraska, which deals with this kind of crazy story that is about abduction and a treehouse and drug use and all kinds of different stuff. It's got a lot of themes that it ties together, but it's definitely a a well-produced and well-written podcast. Definitely recommend that one for audio drama. And then my last audio drama pick is Unwell. Uh, Unwell, I think, maybe doesn't get the the props that it should. It's a fantastic audio drama. Um, It's set in the Midwest and it's got this like American Gothic vibe to it, but there's something spooky going on and you're not quite sure what. Definitely 10 out of 10 recommend that one. The accents in it alone are fantastic. And as always, Mission to Zix, it's my fave. Um, That one's great. 
for non-audio drama ones, um, if you're big into uh, living online and uh, how social media affects our every li- everyday life, um, Rabbit Hole is fantastic. So Rabbit Hole is done by New York Times, and what it talks about is the YouTube algorithm and how the YouTube algorithm affects people's political beliefs and how the YouTube algorithm might actually be how we got to where we are now. So if that kind of stuff interests you, I definitely recommend that. Another one that kind of hits on those same topics is Your Undivided Attention. I just started this one the other day, and the first episode was jaw-dropping, so I definitely recommend it. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Have a good day. If you have any thoughts or podcast recommendations that you'd like to share, send us an audio clip to podcast at podcastbrunchclub.com. Yeah, and before we wrap up, I just want to shout out a couple of other items in PBC News. So we posted a Q&A with the hosts of a podcast called Forgotten Women of Juarez. Uh, our, our chapter leader in Oklahoma City, Mo, she did a Q&A with the two hosts. It's up on the PBC website, and I'll link to it from the show notes. And the other piece of news is that this should be coming out in um, August, and our theme will be apologies and saying sorry. And you'll be able to find the podcast listening list at podcastbrunchclub.com slash apologies thanks for joining us this month happy listening thank you for listening and being a part of the podcast brunch club community do you have any thoughts on our discussion this month send a message or voice memo to podcast at podcastbrunchclub.com pbc is a passion project and we rely on support from our global community to continue bringing people together in person and online So if you feel like PBC has contributed to your life in any way, please consider becoming a patron or making a one-time donation. Go to podcastbrunchclub.com slash support for more information. If you're interested in becoming an organizational partner, go to podcastbrunchclub.com slash sponsors. A quick thanks to our early partners, Podbean. For one free month of podcast hosting, go to podbean.com slash PBC. Podchaser, the IMDb of podcasts, Listen Notes, a podcast search engine, Critical Frequency, the podcast network for everyone else, The Venn Media, a weekly newsletter for curious minds, and Lentigua Williams and Company, podcast network, telling stories in the seams of society. Finally, some credits for this episode. Katie DeFiori is our audio editor. Music is from Chad Crouch and Miss Ayal Ghana, downloaded from Free Music Archive. I'm Adela, founder of Podcast Brunch Club, and as always, thanks and happy listening.